You'll take your Bibles this morning and go with me to the book of Matthew. <clears throat> Matthew chapter number 1. Matthew chapter number 1. And we're going to kick off this Christmas season, this month of Christmas events, with a message about the man Joseph. I like this passage of Scripture. and It's probably one of my favorite Christmas passages because we meet Joseph dealing with something at the very first Christmas that most of us will be dealing with over the course of the next, oh, 25 days. Uh, Christmas for most folks, and lots of people, I should say, is a very exciting time. But there's also those stressful moments and situations that you have to face, and you face them year and year again. You have memories of the past and troubles of the past, and you have issues with people that you have to see once a year. And we're praying that the Lord will use this Christmas season in a very special way in our lives. We're praying that the Lord will use this Christmas season as an opportunity to mend broken relationships and to reconcile ourselves back to one another. I want to encourage you to do something. The whole reason that Jesus came to earth was to reconcile sinful man to a righteous God. And I wonder if this Christmas season, if you might just determine to allow the Christ of Christmas to bring reconciliation in your heart and life between other people that sin and trouble and bitterness has driven a wedge. I'm praying that relationships in the lives of Christian people, specifically people in our church, would be revolutionized, renewed, and started afresh because of Christ this Christmas. And when we meet up with Joseph, Joseph had to act like a Christian at the very first Christmas. Joseph survived Christmas is the title of the message I want to preach this morning. It's a passage of scripture I go to every year this time of the year. And I make no apology for it, but I want to emphasize what God emphasizes in his word here in Matthew chapter number 1. And we'll begin reading in verse number 18. You'll follow along with me. The Bible says in Matthew 1, verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. When we come to this passage of Scripture, I want you to answer this question. When we see this passage of Scripture, who is the main character of the verses 
that we just read. We look at the nativity scene and we make a great deal uh, uh, and make a great point to point out the baby Jesus and rightfully so. We look at the manger scene and we take uh, the opportunity and we make great emphasis to point out the Virgin Mary and rightfully so. We see the wise men and the shepherds and they all play a vital role in this Christmas story but it often looks to me like that there's one person in the scheme of things, the grand scheme of things, and in this nativity, one person that seems to get looked over more than any other, and I think his name's Joseph. How many times do you hear people talking about Joseph in the nativity scene? Uh, poor Joseph. I feel sorry for him. He's been abandoned and forgotten, but I'll have you know something. God didn't forget him because the great emphasis of the pastor scripture that I read, the beginning of the New Testament, we see Joseph really, if we're honest, is the main character. Look what the Bible says in verse number 18. We meet the birth of Christ in verse number 18. We meet Mary in verse number 18. The Bible says that Mary was espoused to Joseph. Do you see that? Joseph, verse number 19. Joseph, her husband, not being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. We look again in verse 20. The angel of the Lord appears and says to Joseph some things. In verse 21, the angel of the Lord is speaking to Joseph and says to Joseph, Thou, Joseph, shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. If you turn the page, in my Bible, I'll turn the page and go to verse 24. It's Joseph that is raised from sleep. And the angel bids him. And in verse 25, the Bible says that he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he, Joseph, called his name Jesus. It's interesting to me to see how much of an emphasis there is on Joseph in this first part of the Christmas story we find in Matthew chapter number 1. I think it's with great purpose and great reason because Joseph in his very first Christmas, was met with a stressful, difficult time. But God proved himself to Joseph in a mighty way. Joseph survived Christmas, and so can you. There's some things we can study and know from God's Word as to how we'll make it through this Christmas season. Matter of fact, it goes beyond just Christmas. We can make it through life when we put into practice some of the things we learned from Joseph on this particular day. I want you to think about Joseph's first Christmas. Now, Joseph was in a tough situation. The Bible says in verse 18, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, Joseph was in an interesting situation. He's a young man. His heart is full of hope. He's met a beautiful, wonderful young lady. Now, I've never seen a picture of the actual mother Mary, but I can guarantee you this. There was something exceptional about that woman. God chose her to carry his own precious son. I can just imagine what kind of an exceptional, exceptional lady that Mary was. And Joseph, this young man Joseph, probably nearly a boy, had the privilege and opportunity to call her 
fiance. Can you imagine? I, I remember the anticipation and the days that led up to Ruth and I being married and our engagement and what a thrilling season of life that is. Joseph was there. Not only was Joseph there, but Joseph was there with an exceptional young lady. Until one day, Joseph gets some very unusual news. Now, they were a spouse. That was similar to our engagement. They were a spouse. It was an official thing that they were a spouse. They were going to get married. It was official. And on one particular day, leading up to the very first Christmas... Mary has a conversation with Joseph. Can you imagine this conversation? Uh, Joseph, I know we've never been together and we're not officially married yet, but I've got something to tell you. I'm going to have a baby. For most hotheads, that would have been the last thing that was ever spoken between the couple because he wouldn't have had the, most hotheads wouldn't have had the, character to listen to the whole story but I'll just tell you the story doesn't get any more believable if you want to be honest she says I'm going to have a baby you're going to what yeah I'm going to have a baby who with the Holy Spirit God (laughs) yeah right you got to be kidding me Now, Mary was the kind of person that if Mary said it, you could believe it. And Joseph was in love and smitten with his future plans. And what am I going to do? And what we read is the answer to that question from Joseph. What am I going to do? Joseph had a big problem. Joseph had family problems. Joseph had big decisions to make. He has unwanted surprises. He has burdens to bear. He's dealing with something that he didn't sign up for. What am I going to do? And to make matters worse, guess what they're getting ready to have to do? What's Mary and Joseph getting ready to have to do? They're getting ready to have to go to Bethlehem. Why? So they can pay taxes. I mean, Christmas season is horrible. How many of you all got your Christmas present from the county recently? God bless you. <laughs> uh, don't forget tomorrow's the fifth. Merry Christmas. Joseph is in a spot. Joseph is in a tough situation. As Joseph looks at the days that are ahead for him, it's a uh, burden, there's no doubt. There are so many uncertainties. There's so many stressful things that he's looking at. How in the world do you respond to such trouble? I'll just testify to you right now. Joseph responds correctly. And the way you respond to the troubles in your life will make you or break you. May God help us. Joseph survived Christmas, and the Bible gives us some insight as to how. Number one, he was just. He was just. Look what the Bible says in verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Now, that, that word just is very important. The word just is the beginning word of the word justify. 
Now, there are certain actions that we can justify and certain actions that we can't. Now, the Bible says in regards to God, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. What's that mean? That means that God is justified in the ability to forgive our sins. You could come and confess your sins to me and I could say, you are forgiven. But that doesn't mean anything because I'm not justified to forgive anybody anything. I don't have that kind of authority. But God does. He's justified in forgiving our sins. On a, just a simple idea, simple thought. I'm justified to drive my truck home after church today. You know why? It's my truck. Now, if you need my truck, I'll probably let you use it. But if you just go out there and take off in it, you're not justified to take my truck home after church. Just You're just not. It's just that I'll eat lunch today. It's justifiable that I'll eat lunch today. I, I, we eat lunch. But it's not justifiable that I eat an entire cake after lunch. You get the point. Now, if you're just, that means your actions make sense. If you're just, what you do is justifiable and it makes sense. It's, it's logical, reasonable. It's within your right. It's justifiable. Now, the Bible says that Joseph, and God describes Joseph as a just man. What's that mean? That means the things that he does make sense. I want to encourage you to do something. You're looking at Christmas, and I'm thinking specifically about family problems. Oh, how many times do we hear and talk about family problems and, and issues among this person and that person and the family problems? Because family problems are something that comes up and they're grating at Christmas time. And Joseph was dealing with a major family problem. I want you to do something. I want you to make sure that the way you treat other people, and the way you feel about what happened in the past is just. You need to ask the Lord, am I overreacting? Am I harboring bitterness? Lord, in this situation, am I being unjust? Because I'll have you know something. Had Joseph not been a just man, willing and considerate, and making sure that the actions that he took made sense and were right... Joseph could have made a big mess out of the very first Christmas. But the Bible said he was just. We need to make sure that the things we do are just, are right. You see, if you're going to be a just person, do you know what that means? That means you have to get to the place where you're willing to acknowledge and see that there are times when you're wrong. If you look back over the last three or four months and you don't see any times where you were wrong, i got to tell you something. You were probably wrong a lot more than you realized. Because part of life is having to deal with the fact that sometimes we make the wrong decision and sometimes we react in the wrong way and sometimes we say the wrong thing. And a just person understands that I've got to deal with me and I've got to take care of me and understand that the things I do aren't always right, but when I mess up, I've got to own it just. Joseph was a just person. Joseph was like, I've got to make sure 
that what I do is right. We should yearn to be right. Actually right. Right with God. Have you ever met somebody that yearned to be right? Although you knew they were very wrong. And they were willing to stay wrong in order that they might feel right. Does that make sense? Don't be that person. You see, a just person says, I want to make sure that the way I act is the way God wants me to act. And the way I respond is the way that I should respond according to God's word. Just. Now, God in his word paid Joseph a great, great compliment. God in his word said of Joseph that he was a just man. He was a just man. And just men, when they need to, say, I'm sorry. And just men, when they need to, back up and say, I was wrong. And just men make sure that the actions of their life are actually right with God. He was just. If you'll determine to be just in your judgment, with family and friends, if you'll determine to be just in your judgment with the way you react and respond to pressures that arise over the course of the next 30 days, you, like Joseph, will survive Christmas. He was just. Number two, he was compassionate. He was compassionate. Now look what the Bible says in verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Not willing to make her a public example. Now, he was compassionate. Joseph had every legal right to do some very extreme things. At this time in history and culture, if a woman was found to be with child outside of the confines of marriage, then that woman literally could be put to death. And so Joseph had this moment where he could do some extreme things. The first thought was, and what normally would have happened, was this woman could be made a public example. Paste the scarlet A on her and Parade her before the town and even possibly put her to death. Now, Joseph could have done that. But what's the Bible say about Joseph? Not willing to make her a public example. It was well within Joseph's legal right to make a spectacle and scene. And dropped the hammer on Mary the very first Christmas. But you know what Joseph decided? Joseph decided, I don't understand everything about this. Joseph decided, I don't know all the details and I'm having a little trouble processing all this. And Joseph said, you know what I need to do? I need to show her compassion. Now I wonder, are there folks in your world... They may have hurt you very deeply, more deeply than I could even understand. Are there people in your world that you need to extend this kind of compassion to? Oh, 
Compassion is an attribute that Christian people need to become very familiar with. And we need to give it and show it to other people. Joseph, could he legally drop the hammer on Mary? Yes. Let me tell you what Joseph did. Instead of saying everything he thought, instead of doing everything he could, instead of getting every ounce of vengeance that was available for him, the Bible says he, was will, he wasn't willing to make a public example out of her. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. Compassion. I wonder, have you shown compassion to folks lately? Compassion. I wonder, is there somebody in your world that you're just mad at? You've been mad at them for a long time, but really and truly, you need to show them compassion. I found out through the years that most of the people that make me the most angry, aggravate me the most, are generally the people that I need to show compassion to. You ever heard anybody say, consider the source? <laughs> consider the source. When that person just upsets you to no end and you have every right to punch them right in the nose, consider the source. Show some compassion. That's exactly what Joseph did. I'm thankful for his compassion. You see, Joseph was just. Joseph was compassionate. Number three, Joseph was considerate. He was considerate. Now, now look what the Bible says here in verse 19 again. And into verse number 20. He was not willing to make her a public example, but was minded to put her away privily. Verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Now, there's two words I want you to pay attention to. The end of verse 19, the Bible says, minded. The Bible says, he was not willing to make her a public example, but was minded to put her away privily, privately. Minded. I like the word minded. You know what that means? He gave some thought to what he ought to do. Minded. Then the word, number 20, verse 20, is thought. But while he thought on these things. Now here's where Joseph is. He's minded and thoughtful. Now, those two words are very simple. But how often do we speak before we think? How often do we get angry before we give time or opportunity to our mind and our heart to process all the facts? Well, Joseph did something very right. He was considerate. Now listen, if you don't take time to think before you speak, you're going to make a big mess. How many of you have ever spoke before you thought and made a big mess? Would you raise your hand? All God's people said, amen, oh me, hallelujah. <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? How many of you have jumped to a conclusion about someone, but you've never taken the time to think through maybe another perspective or another side? Thoughtful, mindful. It's amazing to me to talk to people about certain things and just see how little we think. I know I'm guilty. We jump to conclusions, we assume things, and we imagine things, we dream up things. And, but if we've given actual time to think a matter through, then oftentimes there's different sides of the story that 
you probably should have considered a little more in depth. Let's test, confess again, testify again. How many of you have ever jumped to a conclusion, you assumed something, and you, you just knew what you thought about a circumstance that was right, but then when you began to think about it and discover and dig a little bit deeper, you found out what you thought was dead wrong. How many of you ever been there? Me too. Now look, that was the kind of situation Joseph was in. I'm going to have a baby. Bah! But he didn't do that. Guess what he was? He was considerate. He was mindful, thoughtful, prayerful. He thought on these things. You know what I think is fabulous about this story? When Joseph decided to be just, compassionate, and thoughtful, considerate, guess what happened? When instead of going, I'm going to get you, Mary, he went, all right, Lord, help me see this for what it is. When he took a step back and reacted in a godly way and was thinking on these things and searching his heart and asking the Lord for direction, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. It's what happens when we give God a moment to speak to us and direct us. He speaks to us and directs us. The scripture says, verse 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. When he stepped back and gave it just a minute and reacted correctly, guess what happened? God sent his word. God sent direction. God gave him peace. God gave him clarity. God gave him not bitter anger, resentment, or a reaction that would produce great trouble for years to come. God gave him clarity and peace and direction and wisdom as to how to deal with this very difficult situation. Now folks, God has not stopped working that way. He just hasn't. That's how he still works. You see, when we're tempted to be so angry and upset and bothered, If like Joseph, we'll be just, compassionate, and considerate and just step back and seek the Lord, guess what? God's going to send His Word. God's going to help you. God's going to direct you. He was considerate. Finally, number four, he was obedient. Joseph gets a great privilege. The angel of the Lord in verse 21 speaks to Joseph and says, Look, don't be afraid to take her to be your wife in verse 20. In verse 21, he says, The angel of the Lord says, She shall bring forth a son. And thou, you, Joseph, that's you, I'm telling you, this is your job. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. The name Jesus was a semi-common name at this time. It was a derivative from the name Joshua. And the word Jesus, the name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. And he's... The angel of the Lord says, you're going to name him Jesus. You're going to call him Jehovah is salvation. Because for he shall save his people from their sins. 
Verse 22, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoke of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Verse 24, look what happens. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, Verse 25, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. I'll never get tired of emphasizing this truth. The angel of the Lord tells Joseph, Joseph, thou shalt call his name Jesus. Now, God gave Joseph a very specific assignment. When, he's born, when he is born, call him Jesus. I imagine Joseph wanted to call him Joseph. Or Mary may have wanted to call him another name. But Joseph, when he was born, said, I've been given a job to do. This boy's name, his name's going to be Jesus. And Joseph named the Christ child. Jesus. What did he do? He just simply obeyed the Lord. He simply obeyed the Lord. Oh, how many times do we see this in the Bible? Simple obedience to the principles of God's Word is praised by God, rewarded by God, and produces the kind of outcomes that we all want. Joseph called his name Jesus. He was obedient. He was obedient. I want to encourage you this Christmas season. When you're tempted to get in the flesh, you know what that means, right? You get where you just get rotten. You get in the flesh. You get where you want what you want and you don't care what anybody else wants in the flesh. You get in the flesh. What's it mean to get in the flesh? You get in the flesh, that means you're not going to be happy no matter what anybody says or does. You're not going to forgive that person. You don't care what the preacher says. You're in the flesh. You're not going to try to make amends. You're not going to go there or do that. I'm not in the flesh. You're in the flesh. This Christmas season, when you're so tempted to get in the flesh, I wonder if you might learn a little something from Joseph. If you will, like Joseph, you'll survive some of the chaos of Christmas when you behave yourself like a Christian. Isn't that important? Joseph survived Christmas, so can you. Put your trust in the Lord.